good about their testimony. So um, Karen 
receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior through our ministry. And I had the opportunity to baptize her in April. Then she also went through our leadership class and is now leading a connect group like she mentioned in the video. And so leadership training is, is one of my very favorite things to do um, in the ministry. And in Karen's group, there are girls that are now, um, that she's discipling, that are now in our leadership class this very semester. And so the cycle of discipleship continues. You know, um, training new leaders and knowing uh, one of the things um, we train them is to know what we believe, studying the Bible, about praying and fasting, about Jesus' method of discipleship, about how to lead groups, how to mentor other people, how to share the gospel, how to share their testimony with others. And, and oftentimes when I when they share their testimonies, I get to hear more about the impact of our ministry that I might not know about because sometimes I don't realize until I hear these students share their testimony, what God is doing in their lives. One of the, the, the very frequent testimonies we hear from students is that they grow up going to church and they, they come to UCF. And so because they, they've used to going to church, they are looking for a Christian ministry. But then when they come to a ministry, they realize that Christianity is more than just going to church, that it's about having a personal relationship with the Lord. And that's when things begin to change for them. And that's a very frequent testimony. Oftentimes in these testimonies that students share, we've heard a lot of students talk about deliverance from pornography as well. That's a major issue for college students. And Many college students are addicted to pornography, but we've had many testimonies of students being delivered with that through the ministry of Chi Alpha. Another aspect of discipleship is through retreats and conferences. The next slide is a photo of our at our fall retreat, and this is students from all across the um, the state of Florida, including University of Florida, University of South Florida, Fort Myers. University of Miami. So these are all students who come together for a fall retreat. And this year's, this past year's fall retreat resulted in a lot of emotional healing for many of our students. We have a couple of students who had been sexually abused growing up, and this um, retreat just began to, to stir up some emotions in them and brought to the surface things that they had not dealt with and that they're now getting counseling for but it's, it's also brought a lot of healing. We had one student who felt like there was a lot of dysfunction within her family. And so she went home and said, you know, as a family, we need to deal with these things. And she was able to talk to her family and have a lot of relationship healing with her family. So we've seen a lot happen in the emotional lives of our students over the past semester. The next slide is a photo of two of our UCF students who got baptized at the fall retreat, and both of those students are in leadership class this semester. The young man, Josh, he grew up in a church, but would hang, and when he shared his testimony, he said he would hang out with the wrong people, be involved in conversations and jokes that um, he shouldn't um, be involved in, and just was not really pursuing his relationship with Jesus Christ, and he came to Chi Alpha, got connected with, with some of our, our, our guys, and began to really pursue Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. But 
girl in the photo is the name of Carissa, and she was among four students who received the baptism of the Holy Spirit at that same fall retreat. The next slide is a photo of our annual regional SALT conference, and this is students from all over the southeast that get together for that conference. And that's a photo of our students who attended in 2017. The next slide is a photo of the World Mission Summit. Um, Every three or four years, thousands, and I was trying to remember it was four or 6,000 this past conference, but from all across the nation get together. We have missionaries from all across the world who come to this conference. And one of the main goals is to challenge these students to give a year to missions before pursuing their careers. And we have had some students who have done that, and I'll share a little bit about those in a few minutes. In addition to community of worship and a community of discipleship, we try to build a community of fellowship with um, wholesome activities and Christian circle of friends for these students. The next slide is just a a photo of our our students bowling, um, fun activity for them to do. But students desire to have a good circle of friends, and these activities provide the means where they can continue to build on those relationships and provides good, clean fun. It's also an opportunity where they can maybe bring a non-believer to an event like this that might not want to come to a worship meeting or a Bible study. I remember one time we were we were going to Springs one day, and this student who was of the Baha'i faith showed up to go, and, um, and he rode in my car, so we got to have a conversation. I asked him about his faith, told him about my faith, and so, so that was an awesome opportunity to minister to a non-believer. In addition to a community fellowship, building a community of mission. This next slide shows um, our friendship table. I mentioned about people tabling in front of the student union, and and this is something that we do on a weekly basis. Again, it's an opportunity for us to to be a light in the midst of other things that are are happening on our campus. The next photo is a, a photo of students doing spiritual surveys every Friday. We walk around campus, we do spiritual surveys, ask students about um, what they believe about God, um, who they think Jesus is. Um, You know, we have a variety of responses. Many are agnostic, some are from grow-up Catholic but no longer believe. And then we we do um, come across some believers. We've had Buddhists, we've had Hindu, but we have an opportunity to share gospel with these students. That particular photo is an older one because I'm usually too busy doing evangelism to take additional photos. The next photo is a photo of our candy cane outreach. In December of every year, we give out candy canes with the story of the candy cane maker, reminding students what Christmas is all about and about what Jesus Christ did for them in dying on the cross for them. The next slide is our Valentine outreach. This was something started by the previous director. And, you know, Valentine's Day, a lot of students can be really down you know, feeling lonely. And so we give out over 700 carnations and over 700 Valentine lollipops to students with a message, with a scripture about um, the height and width, the depth of, of, of um, Jesus' love for them and just try to encourage them. And then the next slide is a photo of our Easter outreach where we give out Easter eggs filled with candy and again with a scripture about Jesus um, being the resurrection and the life. And this next testimony um, tells a little bit about just something as simple as giving an Easter egg to a student, how it can 
impact their lives. So let's share the next testimony, please.
So a simple act of, of giving an Easter egg to a student led to um, transformation in his life. Um, you mentioned he's on a leadership team. He's actually serving as our student president this year, leading a Guys Connect group and also playing guitar on the worship team. He's also, when he, he graduates in May, he'll be doing campus missionary training in Fort Myers. He'll spend a year doing training at another university. When he graduates, he'll possibly spend a year with our ministry, and then he's planning to go to Japan to do ministry in Japan because Japan has been on his heart um, for many years. And so um, the cycle, again, of discipleship continues. The next slide is a, a photo of our finals outreach. Um, we do that at the end of some of the semesters. You know, it's a challenging time. They're all stressed out. Um, and so sometimes we'll give them a granola bar along with a sharpened pencil. But this year we decided to do things a little differently. And so this, um, this time on study day, we're going to go around campus and just ask students if they need prayer and pray for them because we know we're going to have a lot of students who are a bit stressed out on, on study days as they're looking towards their final exams. The next photo is um, um, relates to our community service. We do community service projects as well. That particular photo is an event called Nights Give Back where students from across the campus come together and they have a day of service and you go out in different areas and volunteer. This weekend our students are going to be working with Hands On Orlando preparing packages for disaster victims. So we do community service on a regular basis. And then mission trips. This is um, a, a big deal for the, us. We do um, try to do a mission trip Every year, sometimes we do too. This first slide, next slide, is a photo of us with our missionaries in Guatemala. We've been to Guatemala three times before. Um, the next photo is a photo of our students praying with children in Guatemala. And we're planning to go back in May again. This will be our fourth trip. I'm taking nine students with me to minister to children in Guatemala. Um, this particular photo is um, in Dominican Republic. We've done three trips there. We've also been to Spain three times, to Japan, and we've done several trips to work with the homeless in Atlanta as well, sometimes during spring break. And in addition to community mission, to community prayer, and, you know, um, scripture says that, you know, with, we, in, in order to, we can't build the house without the Lord's help, so prayer is really important. And so we have weekly and monthly opportunities for students to come together and pray. We have a Monday morning prayer where students come together um, early on Monday mornings to pray over the week. We have a bi-weekly Friday night prayer. We also have prayer and worship nights, like last night was a prayer and worship night where students prayed about her having personal revival in their lives, um, living a life of testimony, we prayed for campus revival and for campus unity as well. We have also done prayer walks, and we've walked around campus and asked for students for prayer. This next slide is a photo of our Friday night prayer. And um, I'd say that that's a bi-weekly thing. Last semester, we had um, physical healings during some of these Friday night prayers. We also had students giving word of knowledge over one another. And this semester, we did a prayer walk on campus for one of our Friday night prayers. And so, like I mentioned, discipleship training, leadership training is one of the favorite things I do. And so my desire is to train 
and equip leaders to reach these students with the message of Jesus Christ and then disciple them, challenge them to grow in their relationship with the Lord and become disciple makers themselves and equip them to be an influence on the campus, in the marketplace, and around the world. Now, sometimes the true test of the effectiveness of our ministry is what we see happen with our alumni after they graduate because we desire them to be a positive influence not only when they're on the campus, but when they graduate, when they go into that marketplace to continue to be influenced there and be influenced um, in their churches, to be influenced around the world. And so we have many alumni now working with our churches. We have many alumni who are teachers and business engineers making a difference in their field as well as ministering in their churches and sometimes going on mission trips with their churches. I have some examples of students. The next slide is a girl by the name of Laura. Sorry, that's a picture of our alumni. I forgot to mention that one. Um, That was one of our reunions. But this is a photo of Laura. Laura was a music ed major. She came through our ministry, became a cell group leader, and then she became our worship leader, went on a mission trip to Spain. And in our very first year of teaching, she was voted Teacher of the Year. We have another alumni who just received um, a special award for teaching as well. I think he was a, a... finalist to be teacher of the year for for the entire um, state. And so these students, these alumni have an opportunity to make a positive impact in the marketplace after they graduate and and have the opportunity to minister to children. Laura also played orchestra in her church. The next slide is a photo of Duchess. Uh, Duchess was a history major. When she came to Kyle, she had been a really backslidden Christian she was in uh, a relationship that she shouldn't have been in. She came to Kyle for rededicating her life to Christ, went through our leadership class, was baptized in the Holy Spirit at one of our conferences. She was one of the best cell group leaders that, that we've had. She really challenged the girls and discipled them. She went on a mission trip with us um, and ministered in the port of Spain to Muslims. Um, she went on to do her master's degree at American University um, ended up in a National Guard, also worked for the Department of Defense, and now she's in Japan, working in Japan. So she's had an opportunity to be an influence in various spheres. Again, we desire them to be an influence on the campus and in the marketplace and around the world. And then the next slide is Sarai. Sarai was um, a radio and TV major. She co-led one of our cell groups and went on two mission trips with this with Kyle, and I mentioned the World Mission Summit and how we challenged students to give a year to missions. Well, she decided to give one year to missions and ended up doing three years. She did two years with the Jesus Film with Campus Crusade, and then her third year was on the mission field in the country of Morocco, which is a closed country um, to the gospel. She now lives in Norway with her Norwegian husband where she works with victims of sex trafficking. So she's still ministering to people um, there in Norway. And then the next slide is of Melissa. Melissa was a business management major and her goal was to one day be on the front of a business magazine as you know, um, um, being awarded as a businesswoman. When she came to Kyle, she had been going to church but didn't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And so um, she received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Again, went through a discipleship program, 
became president, served as our, our president for two years. I had the opportunity to meet with her weekly for discipleship. And after graduating, she decided to give a year, and she gave a year in Kenya. But the Lord just um, put missions on her heart. She no longer had it, that dream to be on the front of the business magazine. She spent time ministering in Louisiana after Hurricane Katrina. And the picture there is of her in, in Swaziland, her second overseas. And then she spent seven years ministering to the homeless in Atlanta. And so this is just an example of, of what God has done in the lives of some of our students and our alumni and what the, God is continuing to do through their lives. And so discipleship is, like I mentioned, is at the core of Chi Alpha. This next slide has Matthew 28, 29, where Jesus said to go and make disciples of all nations. And so every spring, like I mentioned, we train up new leaders to disciple other students. And when those students take the discipleship class, they too will become disciple makers. And the process continues and the reproduction of new discipleship continues. Most of our former students can point to somebody who discipled them. And so that is, that is our goal, is to continue that process of discipleship. And that is the most effective way to grow the church and the kingdom of God is through discipleship. And so my challenge to you tonight is to find someone that you too can disciple. I'm sure you have new people in the church, new believers in the church that you can take under your wings and disciple and to help them to grow in their relationship with the Lord and become a disciple maker themselves. You know, when they're able to grow, um, they can help someone else to grow. And then that's how we um, continue disciple of, of the cycle of discipleship making and help the church to grow. When you think about it, the last two things that Jesus told his disciple was to go and make disciples of all nations. In the next slide, Acts 1.8, he tells them to be a witness in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the world. And so for Jesus, there was no distinction between U.S. missions and world missions. It was just missions completely. And so he said to go to Jerusalem. And the reason Jerusalem was a strategic city, the university is a strategic place. And I'm sure here in Orange Park you can think of strategic places that you can go and minister to others. He calls us to be involved in reaching out to every corner of the world and in strategic areas. And so ask, we are to ask ourselves tonight how we can be involved in making a difference in today's Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria. And so three, three challenges I want to close with. I mentioned the students who went to church but didn't really have a relationship with Jesus. So maybe there might be somebody here tonight who come to church regularly, but when they leave church, it's no longer thinking about relationship with Jesus. So, so if that might be you tonight, I want to challenge you to um, think tonight and, and um, to pursue Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, to not just be a churchgoer, but to have that personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And maybe you've been coming to the church for a really long time, but you're not involved in ministering to others. And that's my challenge as well, is to pursue that if you're not involved in, in helping the pastor and ministering to others in the church. 
We're all called to be involved in making discipleship. That's how the kingdom of God will grow. And so ask the Lord tonight who you can come alongside within the church and help them grow in their relationship with the Lord and to help them become disciple maker themselves. Um, You can be part of that process of making disciples for the kingdom of God. And thirdly, um, I hope tonight that you've seen the difference um, you can make, um, the difference that your missions dollars can make in the lives of people. So my challenge to you is to support whatever pastor register um, asks you to do in terms of missions effort of your church. So my desire is to reach, disciple, and equip students and to make an influence on the campus and the marketplace and around the world. Colossians 4, 2 to 6 says, Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful, and pray for us too that God may open a door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I am in change. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. That is prayer not only for myself and for Chi Alpha, but also for you, that God will open the doors of opportunity for you to minister to others, for you to disciple others, and for opportunities for you to proclaim Christ to others and and to um, do so with wisdom, grace, and with seasoned words. I have some prayer cards on the table in the back that you can take home and to remember to pray for me and for our ministry. Um, And so we really would appreciate that um, for you to pray for me to reach, disciple, and equip college students. And I have five specific prayer requests. Um, Our university has gone through a little bit of a a challenge um, this past week. We had a president that served for 25 years. They went through a major search to find a new president. They elected one, and I, you know, I listened to the whole search process and was really happy. He had served as provost before, um, but there was a lot of uh, drama with the building of a uh, building on our campus that apparently some funds were, or I guess moved around in order to have this building go up quickly. And so there have been a lot of resignations. And even though he wasn't directly involved um, between what the legislator was doing, he felt like he needed to resign as president. And so he had not even made it to his inauguration. His inauguration was supposed to be on Monday. He resigned, I believe, the Wednesday before. And so it's the largest university in the nation. We need to have a good president. So please keep that in your prayer. Um, Also, I mentioned the Secular Association's influence on our campus. That's another prayer request. And then there's a memorial service on March 25th. Every year our our campus does a memorial service for the students who have passed away in the past year. I've had the opportunity to do the benediction um, several times. Um, And I'm going to be doing one of the prayers again on March 25th. It's always an opportunity um, you know, to be used and to, to on the campus, and so prayer for that. And for all of our remaining outreaches and evangelism, and then lastly for our freshman and transfer outreach that starts in May. And so those are some prayer requests. I'll, I'll pray before we close. Father, I thank you, Lord, 
um, for this church. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for their heart for missions. Lord, I thank you for all the people that are here tonight, Lord. And Father, we just pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that um, wherever they are, Lord, in terms of their relationship with you, Lord, or uh, being involved in this church, Father, I just pray, Lord, that um, if there's anyone, Lord, who has not really walked out their faith in a personal way, Father, that you would minister to them tonight. For those who um, might be coming but are not really involved, Father, I pray that you will touch their hearts to know, Lord, that you desire to use them, Lord. Lord, that um, if they've known you for any time, they have something that they can share with someone else and minister to someone else. Um, even if maybe not even someone in the church, maybe a neighbor, someone in their neighborhood that they can minister to, um, share the gospel with, and disciple. And Father, we pray for, um, for those who um, may not have um, been involved in giving to missions, Father, that you will also touch their hearts tonight, Lord. Father, we thank you for all that you're, gonna, that you're doing in this church already and then all that you're going to continue to do um, through this church and through those that are here, Father. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.